welcome to Y'all Call This a Date, a podcast for queer people by queer people. We're queer people. I'm Emma. I'm Emma. And I'm Mackenzie. All right. Should we talk about the flight of the bumblebee? <laughs> yes. So, dear listeners, I masturbate. <laughs> Let's begin uh, with this, ane- this anecdote with the fact that we were watching uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. Great there's, show. There's an episode that begins with the song The Flight of the Bumblebee. Yes. And, uh... And I had a Pavlovian response. <laughs> um, because... <laughs> <laughs> a fun little fact about me that is not commonly known is that I masturbate to the song Flight of the Bumblebees. I just found this out like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, story time. We all were stuck inside for quarantine. <laughs> Turned on what we thought was a nice family show. <laughs> Before the episode even started, I just felt my girlfriend on the couch stiffen. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Oh no. It's happening. <laughs> I'm wet. Uh, why don't we break out some questions? Do you have no, a question? I really want to know when she started masturbating the part of the bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, you know it's what? It's a question that's been waiting. Okay. I've known about this for months now. <laughs> I don't remember how it came up, but I just know that I thought she was joking for like a couple of days until I realized that she wasn't joking. I don't joke about it because it's perfectly timed. I had that thing down to a science. It was like a minute and 20 seconds. I get it in and it's like, it's so, it's the exact amount of beats per minute that I need. And it's just, it's furious. It's furious and anxiety filled. And that's what I need. Yeah. And it's so anxiety inducing. It's just, I don't remember how it came up, but I remember that I was like, this is not true. And I like, I was like, I pulled up a, I pulled it up on my phone and I played it, and I was like, this yeah. makes my vagina retract. Like, I'm so anxious by this. And she's, like, get, she's like, no. I get ambitious. <laughs> like, the first time I came up, because I think someone shared a clarinet version of it, very specific, a clarinet version of it on Facebook. When was this? About two years ago now? Maybe three. Okay. Flight of the Bumblebees is my longest relationship. <laughs> And I was so you were in college. This was not this, like a high school. No, thing. this was like okay. solidly, I believe, my sophomore year of okay. college. So clarinet solo, flight of the bumblebee. Yes, and uh, that shit slaps. Um, <laughs> and I heard it, and I was like, huh, huh. <laughs> no, it was definitely sophomore year because I remember. I just can't imagine going through the motions of being like, yes, I'm gonna masturbate. I think you know I- what I have to do first. I have to search this very specific song and play it. <laughs> it's just Flight of the Bumblebee. Some people need to have sex to, like, I don't know, Marvin Gaye. Like, this is just, like... No, but you, like, made that decision. I made the decision in the first moment that I heard it, because I heard it as an adult post-puberty, and I was like, this song sounds like something I could masturbate to. <laughs> this is something I can fucking jack it to. <laughs> and, I, and I tried it, and I remember going... <laughs> I remember... I remember coming in under 90 seconds. And, and you're going, like, ah, I'm on to something. I, I, was like, I was. I was like, not only am I on to something, but that was the best orgasm of my life so far. And so it stuck. And, like, when you're living with roommates in college, it's important to be able to, like, crank that shit out, like, on a timeline. Because, you know, your roommate's running down to the vending machines and you're like, I've got five minutes and I really need a wink. So you just got to go for it. 
<laughs> Has it ever let you down? No. <laughs> Never once? Never once. I don't know if I'm mature enough to talk about masturbating without absolutely losing my <laughs> I mean, mind. there's masturbating and then there's masturbating to find your bumblebees. Like, what? <laughs> Like, that's why I'm always so shocked when people are like, I love masturbating because it's like a relaxing that's experience to me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you talk about it's masturbating. It's like me time. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that shit is anxiety. It's it's like, it's a thing that I must do. It is like brushing my yeah. teeth, but with a lot more tension. <laughs> like, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, like, for asexual people, I, this is obviously not everyone's asexual experience, but for me personally, it's like a thing you just have to do and get done every once in a while. Like, like some people refer to it as just cleaning out the pipes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so the opposite. I'm like, I have to set aside a whole day. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna curate the perfect playlist. I'm just gonna really get in touch with myself. Hey, I do have curated the perfect playlist. I'm just gonna put that on the opposite end of the spectrum from that. I like, I can't listen to music because then I associate it with certain songs. Oh yeah, and then a song will come on, like Flight of the Mumble for you, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna skip this one. Yeah, I'll I'll hear it in a public place and be like, ooh. <laughs> oh, I think oh, no. I think how it came up actually is that you were you found my sex playlist and you clicked on it and you're like, what? Why the bumblebee? That's what it was. You're like demons by Fatboy Slim and Macy Gray and like all these like you know sexy fun songs and then fucking Flight of the Bumblebee. <laughs> and you were like, can we can we do it sometime? And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. That's not going to happen. Hard line. Hard line. That is something for you and your God. That has nothing to do with me. <laughs> That's my me time. A minute and 20 seconds, baby. <laughs> it just keeps me on beat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It make me start crying instead of coming. Because I'd be like, I'm so stressed out. <laughs> no. Yeah, because it's like the tempo thing. I totally get, but the tone of that song exactly. is like anxiety. It just builds and builds. And you're like, yeah. oh, no. crescendos built in. Mackenzie is now doing like visual aids <laughs> for anybody actually listening to this. We should have put this shit on Instagram live. <laughs> this is something my mom is going to listen to, which is great. Actually, maybe I'll be like, hey mom, just maybe... I'm starting a podcast. Maybe don't listen to it. This is oh like when I Your told mom. my family that I was getting into burlesque and they all wanted pictures and videos. And I was oh like, God. do you not understand what burlesque is? They like won't come to your graduation, but they want to see your burlesque show. Yes, oh literally. <laughs> I had no idea before I met her that people Masturbate? did the weirdest things. No. What? Does do the weirdest What? What is Flight the of the Bumblebees. That is not that... Weird. <laughs> Stand it's, by. You know, there are there are there's just things. lots. No, I'm not saying it's the weirdest thing. I just think right. that there's it's just funny how there's lots of different takes. Yeah, like stuff it's, you have to do. She's like, I just gotta get out of the way. I'm like, no, this is my like. I will put it off forever until I have like the perfect amount of time. I'll light a couple candles. Yeah. I'll like put on my best lingerie. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's like my I love me that. time. It's like where I get back in touch with myself and my body and like my mind. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. I can For like me, it's where I bump one out. I could like start and be like, how does Emma feel? Mm, I'm gonna take a break. Just a little <laughs> meditation. You know what I mean? Like literally. Yeah, I love that. 
it is kind of like if you think about it it is kind of like a mindful meditation it is. like you have to be in touch with your body and what you're feeling exactly. otherwise it doesn't work exactly yeah i usually just use it to get to sleep if i can't sleep <laughs> <laughs> that too yeah <laughs> i don't usually have to do anything special but i mean like i don't have to but like right but it's it, like my you're worth it time. you're worth the something special mm-hmm. yeah all right what do our what do our uh, queer babies want to know? How to heck do we solve the she's not flirting queer she's just being friendly crisis? And the other question was how do you know when uh, how do you know the girl is flirting with you versus just being nice? Oh, and then there was uh, why are girls so cute? Mm, uh, great question. Gaspy face. Someone else asked, are you having a good day? Someone else went smiley face wave. Someone else said, hey. Uh, someone else asked what their views on marriage and kids are. Wow. Uh, someone said, sorry to interrupt, I just dropped a new rap. Is it fire or shit? (laughs) (laughs) So. Wait, the one about marriage and kids, who is it pointed at? I think us. I think, like. We should have a marriage and kids episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's not a quick question answer. That's a whole ass 30 minutes. Okay, so we got one question. Basically two questions of, yeah. I love that photo. (laughs) Okay, now you're just going through your camera roll. Yeah, well, I'm trying to see if more people responded, but I don't think they did. So pretty much the two main questions were, how do you solve if a girl is flirting with you or just being friendly? Okay, so... Step one, find out if she's gay. True. 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 Um, This is not something I have a lot of experience with. (laughs) That's why it's great that we have all three of us. Because we have all different opinions and experiences on this because i feel like this is something that you actually understand whereas i'm the girl that frequently people go is she flirting or just friendly me too and and like yeah i'm so bad at this usually i don't realize until it's like made abundantly clear we've to me. been on two dates and she still wasn't sure oh we it, she's not the best person to ask Look, it's so much worse than that. We went on so many dates, and I had confirmation that you liked me, and I still weren't sure if they were dates or not, uh, until I provided you with a mango and said, hey man, go out with me, and you said, I thought we were already doing that. (laughs) That happened. So, I remember that. (laughs) You came home with the mango, and you were like, look at this. (laughs) She came up to me and said, will you mango out with me? And I said yes. <laughs> I said we weren't going out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it should have been a cute moment where I was like, oh, "Of course I will," but instead I just was, looked at her confused and was like, "I thought we were already doing I that." We were That's already doing literally that. what you said. <laughs> and I remember going, "What's the worst she can say?" But that she gets offended that I'm asking her out and she already thinks that we're going out. I wasn't offended. <laughs> I was confused. But, uh, yeah, literally every time it's happened in the past, it literally took a girl going like, hey, I like you. And me being like, oh, in retrospect, I can see that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but what if, I guess that... Hit me with a hy- hy- hypothetical situation. I was going to say, like, what if they're the oblivious one and you're flirting with them? Like, how would you let them know that you're flirting? Why are you looking at me? I'm not oblivious. I was in control of that entire situation. You just didn't know it. <laughs> um, I mean, I would try and get close to them and and talk to them. And if they seem to want to talk to me, too, about, like, 
useless little nothings and if they were keen to get close and like maybe even if they were a little nervous didn't kind of like lean away from me when I'd lean in or like seemed excited at the chance to touch me and like like because I'm I would make a lot of little moments to invite touch Mm. and like I'm already a very cuddly person so it doesn't seem wildly out of character but like sitting next to them when we do homework like I would always try and sit next to Emma when we're in a project together or um just finding little moments for touch and like trying to get a read on whether or not they seem to want to touch me too basically that's like the big one and um how funny do they think I am because <laughs> I would make atrocious jokes and <laughs> and she would laugh and that has, has, that's pretty much been, like, a solid barometer for me, is, like, mm-hmm. if I make a bad, well, for Emma, it was pretty much a lot of food-related puns, and they still laugh, chances are they like me, too. What about you? Me? How do I know that someone's flirting with me? Mm. I mean, like, it doesn't have to be, like, how do you know? Like, you're not an expert. Just, like, how would you yeah, navigate right. that situation? Um... Lots of terror. <laughs> oh, I thought you said tarot. Oh, like lots oh, of reading tarot. Actually, yes. I, I. That's probably important to my backstory. Is like I'm a tarot reader and a, a baby astrologist. Oh my god! If a girl says, "What's your star oh, sign?" Oh yeah. Oh, if they ask for your when's star your birthday? Chart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they ask for, if they ask to add you on co-star, yeah. that's how you know it's real. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One time, I've already. You were there. But I think I've already told you this. One time I went on a date with a girl for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I made the mistake of not paying for her coffee. And she didn't have her wallet ready. And I, like, it was like, you know how when there's a car crash and everything happens in slow motion and you're like, oh, no. Oh, everything keeps getting worse. It was one of those moments where I was like, I... I paid for my coffee, and then I looked at her, and she had to, like, go and get her wallet, and I was like, I can't, I can't move, (laughs) everything's going too slow, I can't tell her that I'm gonna pay for her coffee, and she was, like, waiting for you expecting her, and then you looked at her, and she was like, oh. Yes, and I feel like, I feel like with going on dates with girls, especially for the first time, when you haven't explicitly said, like, this is a date and I'm interested in you romantically. Yeah. Buying their coffee is like the first exactly. big, biggest step. Yeah. I bought you your coffee, I think. You did. That's how I knew it was a date. I did not yet and know And now it was we've been dating for a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing is I will just buy people things and that's, that's. Yeah, but like I wanted it to date. be a date. Right. Yeah. Right. But like also after we started dating, someone was like, oh, do you want to like go get a slice of pizza before seeing a show? And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. thinking it was just friendly. And then halfway through, sitting across from them eating a pizza, I was like, oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go, like, I have a girlfriend <laughs> in the middle and watch their face just. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a movie with a friend who I, I knew had a crush on me. But I was like, no, they're just being friendly, because that's what we do. We're just friendly to each other. Yeah. And then at the end of the evening when we were getting dinner, they were like, I just want to be explicitly clear. This is a date. I asked you on a date, and I paid for your movie ticket and food. This is a date because I like you. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, this is a date. And I'm, yeah, I'm so sorry. 
I'm so Was sorry. that the one where you came home and told us and that's yeah. why we started this entire thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I guess in my experience, when I've realized that people are flirting with me, it's been it's also been very obvious. Like, I like you and I'm trying to date you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just really emotionally unavailable. And, like, I don't know if, like, I got a lot of red flags that you should probably be avoiding. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. honestly, like, I think that is the best way to go is like I mean like I'm a a little dumb uh but like actually just asking for clarification because like I get asked that frequently because I'm a very friendly person right and I never get insulted and I actually quite enjoy like the clarification yeah yeah asked what like are you flirting with me or are you just being nice Mm -hmm. because it's like the question That's is like, exactly how do you why I didn't ask you out for like months. Yeah. Remember? Because I was like, yeah. I think she's flirting with me. But then I, oh, I would man. see her interact with literally anybody else and I'd be like, no, she's yes. just like a weirdly nice person. But I, I was remember that. And I think you told me you. that. So you were like, no, I talked to her once and she was really nice to me too. And I was like, oh, there you go. See? I Well, I remember specifically telling you because you had said something about owning a pair of cargo shorts. Yes. And then you had like mentioned it that. Because uh, I remember That's what this exact transaction. Yeah. Because you had said, like, yeah, she's really nice to everyone, but she did specifically mention to me how gay she was. And so I think that that was the thing. And I'm like, I think you're right. I think she's into you because, like, why else would she bring up her cargo shorts? <laughs> yes. You know? I was, for why the record, flirting. <laughs> that is me flirting. <laughs> I brought up cargo shorts. If um, I say something about cargo shorts and something that does not maybe paint me as sexy, but definitely does paint me as gay, that is me flirting. <laughs> it's like... Well, I know now. Yeah. But it's, I think that's like, it's like one of those codes where it's like, I like your hair. I'm gay. I like your shirt. I am gay. I like your shoes. I am gay. Or saying I am gay means I am flirting with you. Please date me. On the flip side of that, though. Okay, I did have two thoughts. First thought, I'm terrible at picking up on social cues. I'm really bad at it. So, like, having to learn different, like, rules is beneficial. So, on the same date that I went to get coffee with this girl, I, like, we, like, walked around Capitol Hill and, like, took pictures together and, like, I went with her to return something at a store. I considered it a date. I don't know if she did because I never asked again. (laughs) But I came home to Emma because she was in one of my classes and I was like, it was like a couple days later and we had seen each other in class again and she was like, hey, like, how are you? And she's like, give me a hug. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I go home to Emma and I'm like, she asked me for a hug, which obviously means she just wants to be friends because otherwise she would like not want to touch me because like, which is, which is the thing with men. So like if men are into you, they like make it a point to like back off so they because otherwise they'll be afraid of, like, coming on too strong. I know nothing about men. Me exactly. This, so in this context, all of my knowledge about dating, pointless. <laughs> because dating women is, like, it's it's very different. Dating non-binary people is different. Dating women. Dating trans people. Dating cis people. There's, like, all these rules that I just wasn't aware of. Yeah. But I remember coming home and being like, she asked me for a hug. And you're like, literally, that's, like, she's in love with you. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. Because, like, when we first started dating, I would find any excuse to, like, touch your hair. Or I used to hook my arm up, like, hook my arm into yours all the time just to get close to you. Or, like, 
measuring hand sizes. <laughs> oh my god, like, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Emma told me specifically. I was like, so what are the this things? This was actually before we met. Yeah. Before we were like going out. We were walking around downtown. <gasps> yes. Do you remember this? I do. And I remember, I was like, so like, what are the things that people usually do? And I think you said like stealing sweatshirts. Yeah. And then comparing hand sizes. I said comparing hand sizes with a girl means that she wants to finger you. Yes. And then... And then this came up again when you compared hand sizes. And yeah. I was like, well, has she done these things that you told me are, like, notorious flirting for, like, if yeah. you were gay? She did that on our first date. Yep. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God, Emma, by your rules, she likes you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The hand thing, I was like, oh, she wants me to finger her. Okay. <laughs> it's all clicking into place now. Meanwhile, me being little innocent me, I just really wanted to get as close to holding her hand as I could. Uh-huh. But I'm just saying that the hand trick is usually right. <laughs> the look you just gave me. Oh my god. Why are my feelings hurt? Why? Um, but, like, there's there was a couple of times where there were some girls who would ask me out on dates. And I knew there were dates. But uh, it's it always ended up with them sending me a message. Because I'm, like, weird about kissing people. Like, I won't always kiss someone I like on the first date, which is, like, a really big thing for most people, like, that you know that you like them. Um, and so they would, like, send me a message, like, I just want you to know, like, that was a date. Like, I just want you, I just wanted to tell you and be, like, be clear about what my intentions were. Like, I didn't want you to think we were just getting coffee, like, be mm-hmm. friends. That was a date, and I asked you on a date. Oh, interesting. I think that brings up another one. It's if you hang out and they send a message afterwards, like, immediately afterwards to be like, hey, that was fun. Oh yeah, I think mm-hmm. that that's that's date talk. That's like that's like typical etiquette too. I think for yeah. a date, in like general. it like keeps the relationship going. Yeah, because yeah. like if you wait too long afterwards, I feel like it's hard to pick it back up again. Yeah. Oh, and then there's texting, which is like a whole other platform. Oh, I'm so good at this. I fucking suck. I'm so at good at flirting over texting. I'm the fucking worst. I can lock someone down over just texting. Yeah. You period. Can. Period. <laughs> Um, so what, okay, when I asked you, like, what are certain things that you can look for when people, when other girls are flirting with you, do you remember what you told me or, like, different things that if someone, when you're dating, what do you look for? Um, like, I remember saying if she pays for something of yours, right? if she pays for your dinner, if she finds any excuse to, like, talk to you about something mundane. Or get close to you. Or get close to you. Yeah. I don't know that one. Like, mundane? Well, like, in my experience, they'll, like, make an excuse to talk to you. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That one's kind of, like, obvious. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you remember what I said? Um, I remember specifically the comparing hand sizes and the jacket thing. Yeah, the jacket thing's huge. Um, and the jacket thing I mean by, like, Either them offering your jacket yeah. or stealing your jacket yeah. can go both ways. If they steal, if they like sleep over at your house and then steal an article of your clothing, it's over. They love you. <laughs> okay, if they're already sleeping over at your house, though, I don't think you need to know whether or not they like you. If it's like a one night stand? But if the, I think people more want to know, like, if someone's flirting with I you. I understand, but I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about the jacket thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Any article of clothing. Yeah. Yeah. How many articles of clothing have you lost over the years to that? So many. (laughs) I was actually just thinking about one of my favorite shirts that's lost a time now. (laughs) Aww. 
I was just talking to a friend the other night about how this is the first time in my life I've had a queen-size bed, Mm -hmm. and this is the first time in my life I've ever had my own room, and now is obviously the perfect time to decide I'm not interested in dating anybody. (laughs) Oh, it's been a a roller coaster for you. It really has. It's really been a roller coaster for me. Well, you probably have the most people in the past year, I think, flirting with you. Yeah, it's been really confusing. People of all genders. Yeah. All genders. And all sexualities. I've had a few men ask me to peg them. That is true. Oh, that's true. You have had that. Yeah. I've gotten some phone numbers at work. <laughs> I work in a I work in a, a gay bar on Capitol Hill. Uh, so I'm very much exposed to the... I would say it's like a fit white gay. Yeah. You know, like... Lots of togas. I would... Yeah, oh, you were there on the only toga night I've ever mm, experienced. I made so many friends. <laughs> like, I think that there's an, a little bit of maybe nervousness when someone's flirting with you. And I think that goes mm. a little bit beyond gender. Like, like finding the opportunities to... And of course, it's different for everyone. Yeah, there's no, like, signs to, like... Like, there's all of these little, like, signs that we're talking about. Like, right. Because for They're one just, person, like, helpful tips, but yeah. They, yeah. they cannot make an entire flirting situation. They're not hard yeah. and fast rules. Yeah. 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 But, like, as someone who is just incredibly friendly, like, I've... It always seems like I'm flirting, but if I'm actually flirting, I will be just a touch more awkward or a touch more genuine. I I don't think you guys have ever seen me flirt with anybody. No. I am, like, I'm, like, more confident, which is just because it's all, of like, a facade. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, more confident. More like, confident and I'm meaner. Like, <laughs> I I remember there was a moment, like, around six months in, where Emma said to me, she's like, you know, I don't think we bully each other enough anymore. (laughs) I meant, like, banter. (laughs) I get, like, a a bravado of, like, I will, like, mock propose to people, or, Mm. like... I, I'm the person who offers the jacket. You mock mm. propose? You freaked out when I got on one knee <laughs> pretendingly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've only mock proposed to, I guess I've only mock proposed to one person. But, like, uh, like that sort of confidence, that level of confidence is, like, I don't know. And a lot of the time, I don't even realize when I'm doing it. But in, retrospectively, it's like, yeah, that was really flirtatious. Yeah. Mm. I'm also, like, constantly aware of the person that I'm interested in. Like, that was actually how I picked up that Emma had a crush on me. Mm. Is because I was constantly clocking where she was in the room and her movements, and she seemed to be constantly clocking mine. yeah. Because I was just subconsciously always aware of where she was. Yeah, that's what I was doing, too. I wasn't doing it on purpose. Yeah. That's, like, that is one thing that I know about, uh recognizing when people are interested in you that has like held fast throughout my years of just like analytical like behavior and looking at what other people do is that people who are like subtly clocking each other do copy each other's movements subconsciously and like their body positions and their body language I guess I guess I would do the same thing um I I will like be more affectionate and like giving uh quicker Mm -hmm. Cause I'm a I'm a big giver, but like I I don't just do it for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only for people that I really care about that I just like offer to do things. Like 
I'm going to be in the neighborhood. I can bring you some food if you want. Or, like, let me carry your backpack or something. Like, do you need help with that? Like, I'm just a really friendly, helpful person. But it's, like, amped up when I'm trying to flirt with someone. So that I can have an excuse to, like, spend more time with them. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it comes down to love language. I think one of my love languages might be quality time. Which is ironic because the flip side of one of my love languages is also time alone. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, trying to find things in common with the person. Yeah. Because, like, I'll just, like, chat with anybody. But, like, I remember being in class with Emma and being like, you are the oldest of five? I'm the youngest of five. You have three... We have a weirdly lot in common, We do, we do. But I would, like, even extra, I'd, like, kind of, like, push to try and find whatever we had in common because I was like... Yes, (laughs) us. And if it's not something in common, it's something your exact opposites at. Yeah, Yeah. true. But what about you? How would I tell if someone's flirting with me or not? Yeah, or how would you flirt with someone? I do the thing where I carefully craft a scenario to make it so that they have to chase me so that I can then reciprocate. You're an advanced lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just manipulative. Um... If I don't know if somebody's flirting with me or not, the only time I've ever really not known was with you. Because people have always acted when they're flirting with me the way that you were acting when you were flirting with me. But the whole problem was that you would act like that with everybody else too. So like you would, I'd have a conversation with you and I'd be like, okay, I know the ropes. I get it. I got the message. Cool. But then you'd like go over and talk to somebody else in exactly the same way and I'd be like, okay, so here's here's the problem now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Well, how would you know before Mackenzie? Like, what were the things? Like, what were the stereotypical things? Yeah, like, how did you just know? They would text me a lot. Yeah. They would like text me a lot. Or they would be like, hey, it's so weird. I'm going to be, you know, on your side of the town, you know, tomorrow. You want to go get coffee? Like, they would, they're usually pretty forward because... I kind of make them be forward, if that makes sense. Where I'm like, if I, if somebody wants to get to know me, I'm gonna like make them do the work to get to know me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Where I'm like, you have to like show me that you actually wanna get to know me and then I'll put out some effort. Period. That's a good way to go about it, honestly. You know, and I'm just like, I'm honestly, maybe it comes from a place of like laziness, but I'm, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, it doesn't even come down to like who's making the first move. Because, like, if they've put in the time and, like, show me that they like me, I'll make however many moves that I want. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm not afraid to make the first move. But it definitely comes down to, like, how willing, how far are you willing to go to show me that you like me and that you want to spend time with me? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, how far out of your way will you go to show me that you want to spend time with me? And if you do those things, then I'm like, okay, cool, we can play ball. Like, let's do this. You know, I'll make the first move, whatever. Em and I were talking the other day about um, how we prefer being pursued, mm. and uh, Emma said that you you said that you prefer having someone like chase you and like really pursue you. Yeah, we were talking with Gabe about like yeah your style because you you're usually somewhere on either side of the fence where like yeah. you like to be chased or you like the chase. Yes, that's what it was. And I said I much prefer when I am the one who likes the other person more. I, and like, I'm not at all. And, uh, and like, I like to kind of do the pursuing because then things don't go too fast. Mm. I'm the opposite where, like, I, I told you, like, if I'm 
being pursued with somebody by somebody. I kind of like it if they get to a place where they like me a little bit more a little bit sooner. So then it gives me the permission to kind of meet them there. Yeah. Instead of me, if I like somebody more than they like me, then I'm always second guessing like how much affection I'm showing and like how much I like them. And I'm always trying to tone it down to meet them where they are. Mm. But if they're way ahead of me, then I can kind of feel free to like meet them up where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is like, makes so much sense. Because I'm a Libra. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, I just think it's like, that's a, I never thought about it in that way before. Like letting yourself show how much you love someone. Yeah, but like, I need people like you who are like there to, you know what I mean? It wouldn't ever work if I was just surrounded by people like me. Yeah. Who want to be the the, the later ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Because for me, like, like there's no bigger turnoff than someone not liking me. Mm. Yeah, it's the That's, biggest trend. That is the thing right. where I don't even like somebody until I know that they like me. Yeah. <laughs> because why would I like somebody that doesn't like me? Yeah. I, that's why I've never been in love with a straight person. It's just like that's the biggest turnoff. And it even like, it for me, it goes into flirting as well where if like even the smallest signal is un, is not matched, like I'm kind of out. Exactly. Like, yeah. And even just in life, like if, if in a friendship, if in yeah, if you do all the work. Yeah, if I feel like I'm doing all the work, then I'm yeah. like... Yeah, well, it's a crummy relationship if you're doing all the work. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's ha- kind of how I match flirting, except I never know because I tend to have just a naturally flirty personality. You do. So... Right. <laughs> so... I have a question that just yeah. sprang up in my mind. How do you know how to identify when you have feelings for someone? Like, when do you admit it to yourself? Because, like, my, another thing that's fun and quirky about my sp- special brand of... neurodivergency is I have a hard time identifying emotions and feelings yeah so uh it's like it's tough to kind of like pinpoint a moment like I question like do I like this person or am I just like infatuated with them and then as soon as things get real am I gonna run away Mm -hmm. like how do you know when you actually have real feelings for someone well I found out that before I met Mackenzie I'd never really had actual feelings for them and I had more of like what you were just describing where I'm like you're fun and quirky and cute like let's do this thing and you like me so you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I so she's the (laughs) she's the only one that that that's why it took me so long because I remember that I'd come back to the dorm room all the time and be like there's this like really weird girl in my class and like I don't understand what's going on because like I don't like her (laughs) I don't like her she's like not my type and like I don't understand but like I also want to be around her all the time and I only want to talk to her and I like it when she talks to me and I just have this like weird like magnetic thing where like my chest feels warmer when I walk in the room and see that she's looking at me you know what I mean like that kind of weirdness where I had like literally didn't even know what to call it I didn't think it was feelings for like three months that I knew you so yeah it was like it was the most visceral I've ever felt, in, like, being around someone. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which, like, sounds weird and gross. Like, I'm not talking about, like, sexually. No. <laughs> I just mean, like... So wholesome. The, like, the chemistry. There is, like, yeah. something there that I, that I thought I knew what chemistry was, and then you're, like, sitting in the same room as somebody, and... You just feel, like, a weird, like, energy between you two. And I would be, like, not even focused. Like, I didn't even know where she was in the room. I didn't. I was, like, focusing on 
you know, we were doing, like, a group project, and she was in another part of the school, but, like, I, I like, knew where she was all the time. Mm. And, like, I just had, like, a weird pull. It was, like, it's weird. It's, like, a weird chemistry. And every time we would talk, um, <laughs> anytime we would have a conversation, I would just be, like, this is the most fun I've ever had in my life. <laughs> like, this is the most fun I've ever had. Like, this feels like I'm going on a roller coaster and, like, eating my favorite food at the same time. And, like, I don't ever want it to end. And, like, it's so weird because it's just, it's just a conversation. So, yeah, it, what I had been used to before that was very much like, oh, like we're both flirting and like we like each mm-hmm. other and like we're both going to put on this like huge facade to try to seem cooler than we actually are because we both want to sleep with each other. Like, mm-hmm. and there wasn't actually any chemistry. Yeah. That was, I'm going to fucking cry. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for anybody listening, this whole time Mackenzie has just been lovingly gazing at Emma. As she's I thought you were crying. crying. <laughs> little little, little bit. tears. Can you talk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go so no, crazy. That, no, please. Also, when you it's edit like this, hot and heavy. Please keep all of that in because that was the most human and beautiful thing that I have heard about love and relationships in a long time. And I think it's really meaningful because, like, that's not, that's, like, helping me figure out how I feel about everything. Yeah, I would say that, like, little baby Emma me thought that she was super cool and, like, knew everything about relationships, but it was, like, a completely different, like, 180. It was not even the same thing I thought relationships were. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, it was it was none of the same feelings associated with it. It was, like, none of the same moves associated with it. Like, I was completely in a new space, which is why I didn't think it was love. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, this is something else. Because, like, I know love, and this is not love. But mm-hmm. I was actually completely reversed. I was completely wrong. That's actually really helpful. Yeah. So I would say to anybody, like, maybe it's just me, but I would say to little baby Emma... That if you don't feel those, like, body visceral feelings, then you just like them. And you can be, like, super into somebody. And I've been, like, super into a lot of people. But it was, like, it's it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. It was, like, nothing else. It was, yeah. Very, it's different. For me, I always hear a song in my head when I'm, for, there's, because I, I think there's stages. Yeah. I think there's, ah, shit, I've got a crush. And then there's when I realized I was in love Mm. and then I realized fully that I had to say it. Did you ever realize I made an oh shit playlist about you? No. A couple weeks after I started dating and I just I don't remember what you said you were you were like flirting with me over text or whatever and I was just sitting there in my dorm room and I just went oh fuck and I made a playlist that's just like oh god what oh no! <laughs> I don't. Rem- I think it turned into yours eventually. I did like, a couple that. songs. <laughs> yeah, but it started out as me being like, "Oh no!" I do remember you said you put "Girl in Red" on a playlist, and you don't even like "Girl in Red." So. Yeah, I would say that I have the reverse of you, where like, if I hear like certain songs and I think of somebody, I'm like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> oh, yeah. why are they in my head right now? Oh, I no. Was <laughs> Like, I, I think I have the instinct to make playlists for people that, mm-hmm. I, that I really like. Yeah, because, like, songs remind me of them. Yeah, exactly. I would, like, see you walking in the hallway, or, like, I'd walk into class, and I'd look at you. Literally that, song. literally that song! Literally that song! Oh, just making if fun I, of you. I know, literally that song. I'm good. Sorry. <laughs> I'd, like, look at you, and I'd be like, hey, she fuck. <laughs> or, like, like, before, when I'd, when I'd 
just only get like sexually attracted to someone and be like, I want you, bum, 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 and I'd be like, damn it. But like, <laughs> like I, I get like um, a song in my head, and especially for Emma, it was like, like I just really wanted to make her laugh, like more than anyone else in the class or anyone else. I just everything kind of became like I had an audience of one, and I, I felt so nervous all the time, but so comfortable. And that's how I knew that it was like, ah, oh, shit, she's going to have to be the first person I ask out. <laughs> and then, like, there was a moment when we were probably about four months in, in June, I think mm-hmm. it was, when I had a moment where I was like, I felt safe being emotionally vulnerable with you. You were also wasted. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> but, like, she FaceTimed me on Pride, wasted. <laughs> <laughs> but there was also, like, a moment I that... felt safe being emotionally vulnerable with you. Drunk. Drunk. <laughs> on, what was it? It was, like, it was, like, candy floss martinis or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drunk on... No, but there was also the night that, like, I called you to, like, ask you about gun control. Oh, that was, like, way before. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I mean, the night that you said you loved me. Yeah, no, then I was drunk. You I wasted. remember that. And I cried on the sidewalk until yeah. 4 a.m. Emma called me, and <laughs> and I was sitting, I remember <laughs> sitting on my trunk uh, outside. Yeah, and I was sitting on the sidewalk in the middle of, I was actually sat in the middle of the road. You were in Bellingham, right? Bellingham, yeah. yeah. That was such a night. Yeah, that was such a night. I wasn't even there. We were all in three different places, but what a night. <laughs> oh, what a night. <laughs> um, sorry. No, I'm sorry no. I cut off your really cute story about feeling emotionally vulnerable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, it was just like there was a moment where I was like, like you became really safe. And that was intensely dangerous as well because like, fuck, I'd never felt that kind of like I mean I'm an actor and we learn about split stakes all the time but it's like it was like this moment of like feeling safe with you and feeling now I have something to lose yeah 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 I've like in that moment I could so that's feel like, like how you know you're in love that's how I knew I was in not love not like how you know that you like somebody no how I knew that I liked you is that I looked at you and went there <laughs> 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 that's that's for me <laughs> I think that's enough advice for right now. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, I was Emma. I'm Emma. And I continue to be Mackenzie. Send us your anecdotes, your questions, and your scenarios. Find us on Instagram at y'all call this a date. Tune in next time. Peace, love, and happiness, y'all. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. <laughs> <laughs>